Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the first episodes of the series, I will recap. So as you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me with the coaching people live on this podcast with the coaching with Kim episodes. And I have also done a ton, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients and I send them out into the world after coaching them. And I never sometimes know what happens to them. Today is a really special episode. I just want to highlight that. I don't think ever before I've had somebody on where this much time has has gone on. And wow, what a, a success story. I can't wait for you know you to hear how she shares her story. So these Where Are They Now episodes are to inspire you. They are to motivate you. And I want you to hear what happens to people after I work with them, whether it's on a podcast or working with them over time as clients. And I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you. It has to start somewhere, even in this time during quarantine. I just want to highlight left and right. My clients are actually getting into virtual relationships and they are getting connected in a much more meaningful way, ironically. So it's a perfect time to start. Uh, Today, I am bringing on someone, check this out, who I met back in 2014. So it was six years ago. And when we first spoke, I, I remember vaguely our conversation, but what jumps out at me is she was a single mom. And I remember relating to her because you all know my story. And she was wondering how to get back out there after divorce. Now, you know, she's a smart woman. She's very savvy, savvy businesswoman. She had a busy household and she knew how to hold down the fort and get things done. She was really good at providing for everyone else and, you know, being the taskmaster, but expressing herself, expressing her needs, allowing herself to receive is what was really difficult for her. And she didn't know how to let go. You know, I remember working with her on flirting and expressing her feelings openly or just dating for that matter, not being in a relationship. And so she realized that she needed a little coaching. She had a journey, which I'm sure she'll tell you about trying to get to me. She found me, I guess, in an article. Yes, Google works, I guess, sometimes. And thank goodness, because what a special relationship we ended up developing. Um, And she, she recognized she had to learn how to receive and emotionally connect with someone. So... At the time, she signed up for my combo package, and and that is where I did an intensive wing gal session together. We met in person, and I was helping her with the flirting and the body language and receiving and all that. And then we had some phone coaching that went along with that. And even more importantly, after we were done together, she was in a really good place. I remember we finished, and she had met her goals but I lost touch with her. And to my surprise, six years later, she emailed me to tell me that she has been happily together in a loving relationship for five years. So you can do the math. So I guess maybe a year after working together within that year, something stuck and it worked. So I will bring her on. Welcome, Heather. 
Hi, Kim. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. How this, uh, it's just so great to, to have you here, to hear you on here. Um, and I can't wait for you to share everything about your journey into this love that you have found. So, I mean, maybe you can just, you know, fill in the blanks from where I left off, you know, walking everyone through how your life, if you can remember back then, how your life was before you picked up that phone. Yeah. You know, I don't think we have that much time, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to kind of update you and, you know, go from there. But, you know, just thinking back and hearing how you summarize that just brought back so much thoughts and feelings and emotions. And I really have forgotten a lot of where I was and the struggles and the challenges I was facing. And really all the insecurity. I mean, it was like mm. you said, I, I've hold my household together and manage my kids and dating. Oh my gosh, that was a nightmare. <laughs> it just, <laughs> just from the perspective of number one, there's so, so many things that it involves. And when you're in a different phase of life, you don't really have that kind of time, but mm-hmm the patient level as well, you know, but my insecurity, I mean, I I learned so much about myself and I really came to you out of a a desperation search. I had, when I left my marriage, I realized how reliant I was on the relationship, even though it was toxic. And despite it being overall, not the relationship, obviously that, that I wanted I realized how much I quote needed a relationship and it was really hard for me to be alone. And Mm -hmm. when I started dating and meeting people and seeing so many different personalities, I, I saw other toxic relationships as well, but more than that, it was me trying to navigate through myself, my own journey, understanding how to be alone, even though I was alone and Mm -hmm. just all of these things and i don't remember the exact search i did but you know i'm just searching things and trying to find answers for myself and like you said google works google's a beautiful thing <laughs> and i found an article i'm pretty sure i found an article that you had written and just started researching and you resonated with me very quickly just from the perspective of taking care of yourself and mm you said it earlier about receiving, that was really, really hard for me. I had things I had to take care of. So fast forward, you know, we, we learned a lot working together and I learned so much more. And as I kind of kept through my own journey and exploring myself for once my needs and for once things that actually made me happy, I really focused on that for a, a, a long period of time and then started applying the different perspectives and kind of playing with relationships in a way that just explored being human Mm -hmm. and not really having to have this need of, is this going to be the one or is this relationship, you know, a first date, for example, not to go in with expectations. That was the biggest thing. So yeah, I just really try to take a moment for myself and live a little. I love that. You know, 
And this, I think, would be so helpful for you listening to hear. When you decided to kind of pull the trigger and step up and actually, you know, invest and do this for yourself, do you remember what triggered that? Because, you know, I think a lot of times people know they need help. They want the change. They, they think they might do something, but there's usually something that just motivates you. <laughs> I do. I do. I remember <laughs> where I was in my back porch and... Oh my gosh. I, I, I mean, have a visual. I have a vivid memory of the moment because it was the feeling. I just, mm-hmm. I was so... Alone is the only word I keep coming up with, but it really frustrated. And I was, I had, right after I left my marriage, I got into another relationship very quickly. And same Mm -hmm. thing. I quickly learned it's toxic. It's not what I wanted. I'm unhappy. But again, I just had this need. So as I continued through that path and then really started trying to figure out what is this whole dating thing and why do I have all these feelings? I I had met someone in particular and I just needed help navigating the difficulty, just the communication and Mm -hmm. the different personalities. And that's really that moment of desperation of, I can't figure this out. And it, it bothered me because mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be superwoman and figure everything out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, you know, it was really what that motivation was, was I need another perspective because this thought pattern and the way that I'm approaching these things, I don't want to continue having these feelings. And I wanted to move past them and I really wanted to be free from those feelings. And so that's when, you know, when I I very first had that consultation talk with you, because I do, I was on, on my back porch kind of just pacing and, Mm. and just, you know, I was just like, I don't know what to do, but you helped me through that and really asked me questions that made me realize I do need, I need someone to be able to help guide me that one has been through it as well. And obviously that's what you do, but more than that, you you just put it in a way that really was honest and, but in a care, it would, I look at it as, you know, the candor perspective, it was caring, but very real. And that's what I needed. I didn't need somebody to tell me I'm doing everything right. I needed a real honest have you thought about this? Or, you know, these are questions to explore. And that's that's really what helped me get on that journey. That's really powerful. And I think all, you know, thinking about how many times, especially when somebody is an achiever like you, um, who can can do it all. And when something isn't working or you can't get like a good grade on it or <laughs> figure it out that sometimes in itself is motivation enough. It's like, well, you know, everything else I can figure out. Why can't I figure out this? But, you know, the truth is no one can figure this out on their own, you know, like, cause if, if you, 
if you did, you wouldn't be calling me, you know? And so that's why I think sometimes people get mad at themselves for not being able to figure it out, but we all need coaches. I mean, I have a business coach, you know, I, some people have personal trainers for their health, you know, having that outside perspective, I think was really powerful for you. And it was, I remember when we met too, and I want to talk about that. It was, it's like providing a mirror for you. You know, you can't see yourself either. No one can. And I think, do you remember some of the things we uncovered that day? (laughs) I do. Because we were talking about that a little. (laughs) Oh, I do. I do. I honestly, I mean, I don't remember all the conversations, but I, I remember it like it just happened a month or so ago. And I, what jumps out? (laughs) You know, just for me, and this is very, very vulnerable of being honest. And, but that's part of, part of what you're talking about. It's that mirroring. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I learned to have this shield and not let people in. And I'm supposed to be polished and buttoned up and it's okay. And for me, I get stuck in my head. I mean, that's mm-hmm. still something I struggle with, but I've been on a journey of awareness with that. And that was one of the first things. I mean, outside of you kind of taking and shaking me, and I think you really wanted to, like, loosen up you know it <laughs> it was almost right. it's just it's kind of like that fear of if i come out of myself what are people going to think and i learned throughout a, a long 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 history to be buttoned up because if you let people in and they see you what are they really going to see so that mm-hmm. was hard for me and i do i remember when we were together just really trying to just put myself out there in a way that I'm showing up, that I'm really actually there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see it that clearly until we were actually together of what am I so afraid of? And what's the worst can happen if I smile at somebody and say, hi, even if it's a grandma walking down the street, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's that simple. And it's, it's not so much about putting myself out there with an expectation, but just to be there. And the more I can do that and have fun with it and just show up, the more I'm going to get out of it. And that was really hard for me. Mm, Yeah. And you know, the thing that you said, and because I I just want to make that connection because so many people I work with kind of grapple with it, is that there was the sense of lack of control with it. You know, I think in your head, you needed to be in control in some way, but, but in reality, by doing that, it was, I mean, people couldn't read you that there was that guardedness that was about you. So you're thinking you're being put together and and that nobody can penetrate it, but then, yeah, nobody could penetrate it. Like (laughs) nobody could feel you at all or read you. And I will just mention, you're really pretty on top of it. And so guys, I'm sure we're getting intimidated because they couldn't really understand where you were coming from. But you said something just now, because you said, because when you were growing up, that you had to do that in a, in a way, like, what was that connection? Yeah. You know, it's, it's throughout, throughout my childhood and even, even my marriage um, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, but I grew up in a a volatile environment and 
I was the youngest and my older sister had a lot of issues. And so I really learned that protection and that self-protection. And I learned that very, very young. So that was a, you know, it, it still is, it's a, it's a lifelong thing that, that I'm maneuvering. And when these foundations and patterns are, are developed, it's, it's not just flipping a switch to now you're a different person. It's, you know, it's kind of part of, part of who we are, but you're right from that control perspective, because I had to learn kind of from a survival mechanism. Yes. If, if I became a chameleon for survival versus me really feeling the way I wanted to feel. And those were very different things for me. And I continued that pattern in my marriage too. And because I, I, I probably did, just didn't know any other way. Um, so yeah. That, no, that's key because you learned early on in, in the survival technique was if I can control myself, I can control my environment. And so maybe that was true when you were little, because it was, again, it was that like survival technique when things are really volatile. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't do anything else. I can't make more waves. It's already bad. I need to do something to keep the peace. And so you learn that your your that thing, that control thing worked somehow in your mind. But then that that kind of I don't know, it stayed with you in some ways, but in the back of your mind that thinking, well, if I stay in control, then nothing else worse will happen. Exactly. No, that's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. So what help do you get over some of that? I know that it's still work in progress. It always is. I mean, we always have things that we're still working on and I'm sure it surfaced even in the relationship you're in now, but do you remember some of the skills you gained working together that helped you get out of that and attract the love that you have? Absolutely. You know, it's first, it's really just having letting the guard down just enough to Mm. not have the expectation of the other person it's it's kind of a balance and and we worked on that quite a bit of the expectation for myself and that being perfect type of of mindset but then also for the other person you know really just I, I remember several conversations and we were talking about it from an attraction perspective too, like mm-hmm. judging somebody without even having a conversation or, you know, what if this or what if that? And I remember you <laughs> you saying and us going through the process of, you never know. Attraction comes in so many different ways that give, just give an opportunity for a conversation and look at it from the perspective of learning about yourself and mm-hmm. and using it kind of as an experiment. So for me, in my mind, once I was able to look at this as, okay, this is the journey for myself as an experiment where I can learn without the expectation of the other person, it really started seeing how I did show up and the pressure I was putting not only on myself, but someone else. So that was really a big thing for me. And doing something every day also yeah. to have confidence. It was confidence obviously is is the underlying theme and in that insecurity. And I worked on that a lot. That was one of the biggest things. And again, working with you wasn't a 
how can you find someone to fall in love with you? It was, how can I be comfortable in my own skin, loving myself where someone is attracted to me, where they are worthy of being a part of my life? And that was a huge mind mind shift for me. Bingo. I love that you just said that. Yeah, no, because the doorway that people often walk through is find me the man, find me the woman. And it's, it's not until I start working with people that they're like, Oh, it's not about the man. Is it I'm like, it's about me. And, and it is, it's, it's really teaching you how to be your own matchmaker. And, and obviously you did, you did a good job with that because you found someone like, so what happened then after I let you go, so to speak out in the, in the world, the real world by without me, what happened? (laughs) Well, I was scared to death to be alone. First of all, without you. I know I had to cut, (laughs) cut the umbilical cord. I had to fly and it was scary to fly alone. (laughs) Um, I really just, I stayed patient with Mm, myself first and followed the process of living each day. And, you know, quite frankly, it it continued that journey for me. And even now in my professional life, it has really shifted my own work and search inside yourself is, is not just a philosophy. It's literally become a way of my life because that's partially what, what I do now is, uh, from a from a mindfulness and from a neuroscience perspective, but it I really did. I went deep in understanding my own brain and my own mm-hmm. mindset and how that affected everything I did every day. So how that worked in translation with with my current mate is that I just kind of let go and went in with trying to look at it from how can I show up for me and have this interaction one step at a time. And I I really did. I was just, I was honest as I could be. Um, I probably, you know, I've learned way more now clearly, but we've grown together and I took my time. I had no expectation and I really just kind of followed, I don't know if you intentionally gave me a formula or path, but I really kind of felt like I was following it of take care of myself, Mm -hmm. do things every day to fill myself up, help with my confidence, get myself out there, even if I don't feel like it. You know, even if it's something, it's just that the mind mindfulness from the perspective of what is my intention and and the action piece. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing too, is that most people get caught up in the result or the outcome of what they want versus just working on something every single day in order to get there. And I think that's what you're alluding to is that you just worked on these things that ultimately got you to the finish line. And that is always what usually people find in their success. It's like when you let go of the outcome mm-hmm. and, and the final results is when things happen because you're just focusing on today and then maybe what you can do tomorrow and being in those moments. So how did you end up meeting him? Like, was it online or? <laughs> it was online. Um, uh, and and I, I feel so 
cheesy about that because (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess just that you have that desire for that truly organic, you know, encounter. And again, I'm talking about the expectation, but we did, we met online and, um, you know, kind of did the, the, the courting online for quite some time before we actually met in person. And okay. So wait, this is great because we're in this kind of quarantine time. I just want to give everybody like that. I just pause here because what just worked for you in that moment is exactly where we all are right now. Like, cause nobody can meet physically. And so what it's forcing people to do is actually making more emotional connections online and building out interactions and conversations and, you know, that playfulness that you can do in the banter back and forth before they meet, because actually now they have to, but you kind of almost like quarantined yourself a little bit (laughs) before you got to the actual date. So this is great to hear. Yeah. And, and again, it was very intentional and, you know, not, not just rushing and, and hoping that each person was the one it was Mm -hmm. just taking that time of, if I get to it, I do. And right now, each day, there's things I need to do. And this may or may not be part of it that day. And, you know, I, my point in saying that was, I really, really tried to take care of myself first. So that's partly why it was, I fit that in intentionally, but when it was also when it worked and took it slow, very, very slow, intentionally and giving myself when it felt right. Um, and just in little pieces and, you know, to, to your kind of circle back around with the situation that we're dealing with now, Mm -hmm. there's ways, I mean, we have all the technology with us now, even, you know, when (laughs) five years ago, when I was through this, but it, you know, it's, it is, but it's not, I think what is the benefit of really the quarantine mm-hmm. right now, it's forcing you not to rush in and it's yes. forcing you to take that time. Um, Slowing down. And that was so key for you, you know? And, and so what is he like? Tell me the qualities, like how does he feel different than your past relationships? Oh, that's a, uh, such a, such a great question. Um, you know, it's, it's energy, first of all, which mm. is so hard to describe. But mm-hmm. when we when we finally did meet in person, our very first conversation was that. It was a conversation. And that part was just encouraging because, you know, I really didn't know this person. I we sort of been talking, right? But the truth is, is I didn't, I didn't actually know him, but when we met, it was just that, that initial chemistry from, we can actually have a real conversation and we're saying Aww. things without judgment. Uh, you know, oftentimes you, you say things with a, a guarded perspective, or maybe you don't say the full story for worrying about how they're going to react. And, and I didn't come in and he didn't come in with any false premises and that helped. It really, really helped. Um, but he's so methodical and mm-hmm. we're, we think just enough alike, but we have so many differences too. 
um, which does create challenges. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We've, we've certainly had our challenges, but we've also continued to evolve and grow together. And that's really the thing that I, I learned very early on about him that when I started feeling like this guy could be a long-term thing was that mm. he was willing to evolve with me. Mm -hmm. And that was very important. That's so cool. Like that communication piece is so crucial. What part do you think you had in attracting this kind of different dynamic? <laughs> um, that's a, that's a fun question. <laughs> and I, you know, the truth is, is I think I just fit into my skin a little bit better. I had, gosh, I, I sound like my mother, but I had some age on me, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. I had some time, but it's true. I really did fit into my skin a little bit better and kind of let go of some of that perfectionism. And mm -hmm. I think the attraction was, I was comfortable and I was myself. And if he liked it or not, wasn't really going to affect me. And I think that was an attraction. And I, I came in so much more confident Yeah, in, in a real way, not a, not a fake confidence. It was a real confidence of this is who I am. This is what I am. And these are the things that I'm still working on, but that's part of me. Here's a question. Is he emotionally available? Yeah. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a big it's a big shift. Big, yeah. Big shift. Well, because as you were describing him, I, I mean, he sounded like that. And especially somebody who's willing to work together as a way of a partner and communicate. Usually people are a little more emotionally there and, and able to verbalize things, right? And so I want you to also see how that was your piece too, is that there must have been some vulnerability in ways you expressed yourself that also allowed that in. Absolutely. And, and vice versa. I yeah. Early on, he felt comfortable being vulnerable with me. And it was just a really beautiful synergy of being able to have that without judgment. This is so cool. Yeah. And you guys are living together, right? We are. Yay. We are. <laughs> oh my God. Well, this has been amazing just to hear your journey and I have like one last question. So if you knew then what you know now, what advice would you give and maybe others who are struggling? Oh my gosh. That's, that's a really tough question because the advice is vast, you know, mm -hmm. it, it is vast and there's nothing that can replace experience. Yeah. But, but I would honestly say self-compassion, you know, mm, in nice. being, and being honest too, it's, it's with yourself. It's so hard. A lot of times people think that self-compassion means letting yourself off the hook or just sweeping things under the rug. And it's not, it's, it's being honest of saying, Hey, you may not have shown up as your best self and that's okay. That doesn't mean you're a bad person or unworthy or that you're never going to have this life that you dream. It just means take a, take a look and ask why and ask some questions and being perfect is 
impossible. So quit <laughs> trying. <laughs> oh my gosh. So well said all yeah. of it. I love how you talked about that, you know, in the ways of it's not sweeping things under the rug. It's, you know, it's, there's no such thing as perfection. I always say perfection is imperfection actually. Cause that's, that's the, re- that's the authenticity. That's the real us, you know? And so that to me is the perfect person is the one who allows to fall down and then learns from it and is not scared to say it, you know, and show it and play with it. So, well, Heather, it's been really amazing to have you on. And is there any other kind of last words you wanted to mention before we sign off? Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I really first and foremost want to thank you for the work that you've done and that you're doing because as especially as we go through life transitions and I find myself in really kind of another transition because now my kids are getting older and I'm getting older and I'm Mm. experiencing different thoughts and different experiences, but no matter what stage you're in, you've got the perspective of what mindset and how you want to show up. And I appreciate how you do your work because you are, you're honest and you're, you're caring and you're helping guide through these and and really helping people discover who they are. So I, I very much appreciate that. I appreciate what you've been able to do for me. And I have kept in touch secretly, you know, we've, I've been (laughs) on your list and your podcast. And so I I do see what you're doing. Um, And that's, that's kind of why we're, we've circled back around. Um, But you can always learn. And, and that's really, that's really the key is I've, I've continued to learn and, and learn from you. So, so I'm grateful for that. You're so welcome. And I'm glad you took uh, from being a voyeur to actually saying hello and hearing your voice. (laughs) Well, thanks again for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Make sure you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and find love. And if you really want to get a handle on this, just like, you know, for Heather, hop on a call with me, even if it's just for, you know, 15 minutes, half hour, even if there's just like a gold nugget that you learn from talking to me, this is the time to do it. You know, while you're in quarantine, while we have the chance to slow down and focus really on what it is about you that you can change and work on, I would love to help and talk to you. And who knows, maybe you will be the next star in my Where Are They Now episodes to talk about your success. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.